Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another episode of Woke and Baked. This episode, we sat down with Cass Smiley and almost almost immediately after the performance at Four Royal Parkers last Friday. So if we all seem a little discombobulated, it's because we got stoned afterwards, not before the show. You got to maintain professionality, Pro- professionalism, whatever, whatever that word is, you got to maintain that thing. So after the uh, after the show, we came back over here, we recorded a podcast, and here it is. We talked about all kinds of things to include the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival, some of her upcoming shows, what's it like going to be, what's it going to be like for her when she toured through Alabama in a couple of weeks? Who knows? But we answered some of the hypotheticals on this episode. So there you go. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Iron Asylum located at 35165 KB Drive. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. And right now, going on until the 1st of December, they have a PFD special. For $500, you get a free year of membership at the Gaim. What does the Gaim have? They have all kinds of cardio machines. They've got all kinds of cool lifting apparatus, and they've got free weights. So whatever it is that you are looking to do fitness-wise, Iron Asylum has it. They also have personal trainers. So if you are looking to get yourself into better shape before the first of the year, why not jump in there before the first of December and take advantage of this super duper sweet ass PFD deal? All right, 5150 Vapes located in Soldatna across the street from Soldatna Creek Park. They are your home for all of your flavorful nicotine juices and the only place in the universe to get your Woken Baked Smiling Unabomber t-shirt. If you want to get them before they're sold out, the only place you can go to get them, aside from me, from me personally, is Iron Asylum. So you can stop in and you can get them in that super duper sweet ass Seattle Seahawks colorway. When those, were, when those are gone, they're gone. We aren't doing any more of the Seahawks colorway. Maybe down the road we'll do some other teams. But for the moment, once these are gone, these are gone. We have new ones uh, coming out very soon, some new stuff, some new ideas, some new colorways, and you're just going to have to wait for those to come out. All right. Also, the Schnitzel Bomber rated 5 out of 5 on the Facebook. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 11.30 to 8 p.m. For more information, please like them on Facebook. Follow them on the gram of the Insta sort. Check out what kind of specials they've got going on. See what's on their menu. By the way, so far, all of these, in fact, all of our sponsors have an Instagram or a Facebook page that you can go to and see what it is they do. In fact, one of our sponsors actually has a Weed Maps page that you can go to, and that sponsor is Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the makers of fine whole flower oils. They are the makers of the number one edible in the state of Alaska, Hashade, and they grow their own super duper badass flowers. So if you are looking for some super dope flower to get your hands on, Red Run Cultivation, Red Run Manufacturing, Red Run Retail, they've got it all. So among those things, the Hashade is is a very popular one. Folks mix it with all kinds of stuff. I like it with orange juice and a splash of Coca-Cola. It's friggin' delicious, but that's just me. All right, so at the end of the show, we will do our super duper sweet ass devil's lettuce warning. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, Cass Smiley.
Get to speaking. Get to get to speaking. Get to speaking. You, you talk now. You, I want you to. T- yep. Look at, I see it. There it is. Keep saying them words. I keep uh, them words. I'm saying them. Here they is. There, that's them. Yep. There they is. If you had a favorite word, what would it be? Oh goodness. Favorite word? Um, Top five. Oh, the word the word word is pretty rad. Like I had this tattoo, and they were like, "There's space for something like a word right here," and I was like, "Let's just write the word word." So we just did that. It's kind of stupid. Uh, yeah, yeah. K. I like the letter K. I don't, you know, that's a cool word. That's not a word. Yeah, it could, it could, could be. No. Um, I don't know. Words are hard, man. I like, I like four dollar words a lot. Like, like really expensive words, like uh, long ass ones. Classy ones, you gotta draw. Erythromycin. Sounds painful. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. It's per, it's azithromycin. Azithro. Oh, see, he's good at spelling. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. All right. So, what is azithromycin? It's an antibiotic, right? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 Error. It's an important one. It's good we have it. <laughs> right now you're getting an email like, it's not, it's absolutely not. It's a form of chemical warfare, and it should be... <laughs> and it should be banned. Removed um, from all humanity. It's the Russians that let it loose. Alright, so we are here tonight with Cass Smiley. <laughs> we are gathered here today. Yeah. We got it. Actually, it's technically, it's this morning. It is 12-14. Mm, oh, God bless. Yeah, so good Saturday morning. Happy Halloween. On the key How, It's Peninsula. not Halloween it's yet. Not, it's coming up. It's it, Halloween month. I mean, <laughs> people are already celebrating Christmas. Halloween adjacent. I saw eggnog today in the store. That's unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. There's like cool Halloween decorations down the street. So it's like, I don't, what do you call like Halloween month? It's not Halloween. It's spooky season. October. Well, right it's like spooky well, season. Well, the Christian churches call it the, the harvest season. <laughs> That's true. I saw that. We're having a harvest <laughs> festival up the street. <laughs> So, uh, and they do fall festivals in schools? Fall, right, because you can't call it uh, Halloween anymore because people will be all uptight. You can't call it that. You can't call it Thanksgiving. Can't call it Thanksgiving? I don't know if you can't call it Thanksgiving. Absolutely you can. That's so PC. That's the most PC it could be. Yeah. You could call it Murder Turkey Day, but instead they call it Thanksgiving. (laughs) And they make you be thankful for things. What a grift. Just give me the murdered turkey and get out of my way. I have chickens now. That's chickens now? I have chickens now. Oh, you have chickens. So yeah, yeah, you have a new perspective. You're like, never again. No, no not, 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 not yet. Oh, I don't no. know. Are At this ha- point, my dog, I, I've got a dog that's killed two of them. So. Oh, no. I was thinking you can har- you take five chickens and then you harvest them all around Thanksgiving and then you sew them together and it's, it's just like poor man's turkey. <laughs> just have one big, yeah. Okay. Why does this turkey have so many bones? <laughs> Just <laughs> have so many drumsticks. <laughs> That's my favorite part. It's just so weird. It's a caterpillar turkey. Kids, just it's it's new. <laughs> we found t- five tiny wishbones. It's so make a bunch of wishes. Just make them small. <laughs> don't don't get married to those wishes. No. Don't 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 no. stick with those wishes too much. Um, but but have the hope. Have the hope. That's the. That's it. That's the message, the motto. Absolutely. So, speaking of the, the motto, what, <laughs> what that has to do with that, uh, I'm great at segues. By I was the like, way. who's if, the motto? If anyone, uh, custom motto. He was uh, Mike Tyson's <laughs> right. coach. Right, that's um, what I thought. I was like, I know that's a boxing name. Um, do, 
you're the host of the Alaska Before You Die. Yes, I like to say founder. I'm the founder. founder. So that when I die, they'll be like, she founded this. When it lives on beyond my years, they'll be like, she was the founder. She's like the Mary Curie of the... Also, I feel like it will keep me in like a weird tax exemption loophole. We're like, oh, I ain't the owner. I'm just the founder. I found it. <laughs> but you, I don't own it. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things. You could turn into like a 501c and... Uh... I was looking into it. Yeah, I would like, love to be a nonprofit. Yeah, the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival like ended up uh, partnering with a, a another charity last year, so it would have been cool to like get more of like a tax shelter for it. But instead, we paid a hefty penalty on our, our donation. So who did you partner with? Uh, we partnered with Covenant House of Alaska. Uh, what made you decide to partner with them? We did a comedy show there. Um, they reached out to a local comic named Angie Stubbs. Shout out to Angie Stubbs. Yeah, she is a hard worker, right? So, like, they asked her to come and and do something in, like, the Covenant House itself for the kids that live there. And I say kids, but there's, like, teenagers. There's, like, young adult people who are transitioning through, like, hard stuff in life. So, it was cool. We got to do our jokes for them, like, in their living room. Yeah, it was neat. And some of the kids were really brutal. Some hecklers. Ooh, there's some hecklers. But uh, it was neat to, like... For them to have interests, so then when we did the festival, I was like, oh, that would be a good cause, and I know those people. Um, although the next year, I think this year, we're going to focus more on like the suicide prevention and try to find a charity associated with that because that's more of like the comic, uh, the festival's uh, vibe. Because the whole thing is see Alaska before you die, so yeah. it's kind of cryptic. Like you don't know what it means, but like. Is it we're implying? Just come before you die. And then so I think a suicide prevention charity or something related to, like, death would be appropriate. I, I, I don't think there there would be uh, any opposition to that. I think that when you start looking at uh, comedy and, and uh, you start looking even to, to recent examples of, of, of funny comedians who, who've uh, taken their lives early, um, there's then there and the a list bunch. is long. Yeah, there's a um, bunch. I think that it, it probably helps for people to know that there are resources out there um, and, and to be able to ask for them. Yeah, totally. And then, like, the origin story of the festival kind of comes up that way. And, like, the festival itself is born out of this need to be like, you know, maybe before I check out and, like, kick the bucket, I'm going to do this one thing and see if I can, like, enjoy it or, like, see how it works out. Like, I just, I'd feel disappointed if I, like, clocked out without doing this idea. So then we're like, fuck it, let's do it. And we did it. And then uh, now here we are. Could you speak up a little bit? No? What am I in? <laughs> Sorry, just don't, want, don't hit me again. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird thing to talk about, but I think it'd be good. I tried to book this podcast I like called Suicide Buddies, where they focus solely on like famous suicides of people in history, and they kind of talk about it, and they kind of make a lot of, mostly like dick jokes and stuff before the show, and then they get into these like really serious like mental health topics, but it's hilarious. Very good community built up. So I was kind of modeling after that. I was like, hmm, how do I build a little community of like cool weirdo people who haven't seen Alaska who should come and check it out? I really do like the thinking for that. I think that that, uh, that idea appeals to like a broad spectrum of, of entertainment. Like I agree. The people that really dig art, whether it's uh, good rap music or uh, good comedy, or and they're just people that. There's a large group of people here that, that just appreciate the art for the sake of the art. Um, True. You know, and, and I think that we're moving in a direction now 
where because uh, of like the Alaska Before You Die Festival, um, people are seeing that these avenues are becoming open to them. Um, so what what made you reach out to the, the comics that you reached out to last year and what uh, comics would you think would be a good fit coming up? Good question. So a lot of the comedians that I had last year just kind of fell into my lap. They were like people I knew or people I... Friends of friends that I knew or like I knew of them but I'd never met them. And then a lot of really great comics applied to be in the festival which is cool. So they like took a chance on us because we were first year fast. And we just got lucky. We had so many good applicants. Um, and then like when the everybody came up they were like no bad sets. All the shows were killer. It was like... So many good shows, so many good comedians. It was really fun hangouts. I went through like a rigorous process to make sure there were no assholes come. Like I just really try to scope out people's like personalities to see if they'll be a good fit. Because Alaska's weird, you know, and it like does weird stuff to people. You can't, can't. Some people can't hang, you know. Yeah. So I just try to make sure everybody has a good time mostly. And that was it. I just wanted to throw a really fun party. It so, really did feel like a frat party. Yeah, it was like too. a summer camp. And then, but like in the spring, in the middle of the wild, and like it was crazy. Like one minute you're like on a tour bus howling with like wolves outside your door, you know, or you're like watching like three-legged porcupine eat like orange peels, or you're like watching people just like crush on stage. And there's like a guy who did way too much cocaine on the roof who comes down with like props and is being like really shitty carrot top, and everybody just like dying out of laughter because it's like so awkward they can't like hold it in. They're just like, okay, this is way too much so it was just like a wild party and then some of the comedians i want to see like i don't know they have to have like a certain vibe i guess like i've gotten pitched some comedians and i just be like nah that's not for us it's not what we want to do here um like we kind of like maybe i don't know we're kind of cultivating like a specific vibe and a lot of it is like comedians that i want to see uh, and let my let, you know i ask people like hey what about this person what about that person like people that i think would do well someone that i like I really like is like Jackie Cation. Jackie Cation used to be Maria Bamford's tour partner and they would uh, co-headline together and stuff and she does a podcast with Lori Kilmartin called The Jackie and Lori Show and uh, she's fucking hilarious. She's from the Midwest and I don't think she's ever been here and she would just crush it. She's so, 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 so funny. She's been in the game for a long time. Comedy Central, Half Hours and all that. Like she's just great. And then you know, last year we had Kyle Kinane, who was fun, because he's, like, gritty and weird, and he'd also never been here. Uh, blown up this year on Comedy Central, by the way. Right. Finally, they bring it back. See, it was funny. He was the voice of Comedy Central, but you couldn't say that in any... They were like, his manager was like, nobody says that about Kyle Kinane. You cannot say he was the voice. Do not say he was the voice of Comedy Central. And you're like, okay, whoa, 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 got it. He's got plenty of other credits. Um... And then they kicked him off, and they made somebody else the voice, and then they brought him back. Now he's, like, doing everything again. It seems like he's, like... Because he's just in a movie, he's just in a show. I went and saw some movie, and I was like, oh shit, I know that guy. I forgot the bananas in his writer, and then he fucking made a joke about it on stage, and he'll never let me forget it. So I actually caught Dude Kyle me. from you. Like, I, I, I didn't, it wasn't from Comedy Central. I, you never, oh wow. Yeah, so that was something that, that you introduced to me. Oh dang. And so it's, it's sort of like, when I talk to you about comedy, you're like, you're dropping names. It's like... Okay, so now that shit I gotta look up because because right. um, I, I I'm okay on like the surface, but I get to talk to you and it's like no, these are you, like if I were making a mixtape, these are the names that I would put on there. Right. Um, and see, I'm like so 
I wouldn't say inverse, but I know I know enough people now where I can make you mixtapes in every genre. Of like, oh you oh you like this specifically? Oh okay, I got some deep cuts. I got some obscure shit. I got some people who will be you be like, who? What? This is like weird jazz shit. So now I know enough people to where and like now, you know, with the festival I get to meet more people. Like last year I got to meet some comics that I didn't know and what, by the time they left I was like, yo, we are like friends and you know, we had a tattoo sponsor who um Part part of their thing was they would offer a flash tattoo for any like they drew up six designs for the festival that all said before you die, and it, all the comics could you know get a discounted rate and get a tattoo for the fest or anybody you know it's just something they offered just for the festival and so there's like nine or ten of us out there that are these dumbass moose tattoos and it's super sweet I'm in a I'm in a moose gang with like nine strangers and a lot of them are really cool and we're I think we're gonna eat dinner once a year we have like a weird it thing now we have to come back every every 27 years or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> so what are some of the plans for uh for this year's festival that, that you can talk about sure yeah because i do i do have some plans um one of the things that we wanted to do last year that we could not um do just because it was the first year was we want to expand and, and service more communities. So like Before You Die wants to be able to get comics to places like Kenai and Talkeetna and, the, and maybe even more rural places like Nome or Juneau um, and try to expand to these other areas where I've done comedy before where I know that shows can be done to give the communities there an opportunity to experience the festival and bring this comedy show to them this comedy and like it was so fun and like a lot of the comics were like wow this is one of the best comedy festivals i've ever, I've ever been to these shows are like full these comics are funny so it's good fun shows of comics you've never seen before comics who have never been to alaska before in most cases and then uh, also, for those comedians, it gives them a real sense of like, oh, you know, you fly into Anchorage, and you're like, whoop de doo, here I am, a little dirty little small town, and then as soon as you drive out of Anchorage, you're like, awesome, dumbstruck, and it, it kind of hits you like where you are. So what better than to take some of these comedians and then put them in really uncomfortable cars and situations and fly them or ship them off to weird places and be like, well, it's Alaska, because that's what it is. And you know, I tell comics that come up here, I'm like, yo, when you What's the farthest you've ever driven for a road gig? And a lot of these guys are like, well, I've driven across a couple states, but it's like 200 miles. I'm like, ha, 200 miles? I eat that for breakfast. Like, we've driven to, like, from, you know, Anchorage to Homer. Like, you know, we did a tour once where it was, like, Wasilla, no, Talkeetna, all the way down to Homer and back. And it was so fun, you know? And you do it here in Alaska, it's, like, 600 miles, 800 miles when you're done. It's a lot more. But... That's the plan. One of the plans is to get more shows in more places. So it'd be like, you know, a couple comics get in a car and they drive down to Kenai and then there's a show here in this town. And then, you know, a couple comics get in a car and they go to Talkeetna on the same night. So there's a show there. And then there's a show in Anchorage too. So I got three shows in three cities all on the same night, all for a good cause, splitting with like a charity. Uh, and then just like fun. Just like, way, I just want people to have fun. Totally. So... If you're putting together a mixtape for folks that live in Kenai and they like your stuff, who would be on the mixtape? 
which which of my stuff? Because like if they like my because like I also use music, like so if you get my album Hooker on Spinard, which is on iTunes and Spotify. Classic, by the way. It's, Cla- um, it's, it's classic. I I actually I believe it was Peter Travers of the Rolling Stone said that it was better than Goodfellas. Better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine album for what it is like i i'm proud of how we made it and I, but like it was taken a lot of it's fun fact easter egg it's actually three different shows that are edited all together and spliced up to make one full album so as you're listening you think it's one live show but it's actually three separate appearances spanning over like two or three or four years in time and then compiled into one set and mixed in and like you wouldn't necessarily hear it unless you know what to listen for, but the the majority of the album and the songs on it are from like the first year and a half that I did comedy, and so like it's hard for me to be like, yep, that's what represents me, because now as like someone who's approaching their tenth year, it's I'm so far beyond. Like I don't even use my guitar in my act most of the time now. I can, I'm doing you know longer sets and just doing stand up. I have a lot more like my jokes are different so i guess if you're listening to my com- musical comedy i'd say people like stephen lynch tim minchin uh who's a guy from australia he's hilarious and bo burnham is also really funny bo burnham got everything he knows from tim minchin so and i got everything i know from stephen lynch because I, I cannot tell you how many open mics i started at where i was just ripping off stephen lynch songs and just rewriting <laughs> new lyrics uh and then as far as like my stand-up goes, like there's a lot of really good female comedians. Like I can think of like Brandy Posey from Los Angeles should be on people's radar. She has a good podcast called Lady to Lady. She's very, very funny. Uh, Babs Gray is also like she's her co-host on that one. Um, there's another really, really funny uh, uh, dude comedian out there. Like everyone, Billy Wayne Davis is like ridiculously funny. I'm not even anywhere near his level. That guy is so, so, so funny. Um, I'm going to do a gig with him next month when I go on tour in Alabama. So I'm very excited. It's like my comedy uncle or whatever. So let's talk about the, the tour through Alabama. Have you ever been to Alabama? No. Uh-uh. I've, uh, I've been to, like, where? So on my run this time, I'm starting in Ohio, and then we're going from Ohio to Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, and then we're going like back to Alabama. We're going to Alabama like four separate times in four different cities. Uh, it's gonna be wild. Uh, Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, Georgia, and we're going to Atlanta um, and North Carolina. Okay. So we're driving like all over the South, and not in that order, but because that would be wild. <laughs> it's those are like all completely different countries. Oh, for sure. It's gonna be such a culture shock. I'm pretty. Look, I'm looking forward to it, but also like terrified. I mean, like, on one hand, it's like, oh, hey, food. On the other right. hand, oh, fuck, no weed. Right. Um, I So I'm, like, trying to combat both of those things because, like, as an Alaskan, I'm addicted to exotic fast foods. When I travel, like, people are like, you can eat at, like, a four-star restaurant. Nah, fuck that. I want <laughs> the weird-ass, like, jack-in-the-box or whatever the equivalent is in the state. Yeah, yeah, White yeah. Castle. White Castle is like a luxury. Like, I know it's garbage, but my Alaskan brain is like, eat it. Oh, yeah. It's a luxury. It's that unique garbage. They made movies about it. 
Del Taco. Yeah, see, it's like, and you think it's good? No, it's trash. It's, it's, so it's trash. all it's all trash that we've worked up in. I'm right. Uh, in and out is trash. That is true. I don't like In and Out as much as I like Five Guys. Five Guys has five been guys legit great. every single time. Every every Always single time. Always worth it. Five Five it's Guys legit. is Five Guys is legit. However, In and Out is is overrated. And... I agree, and I've even been to like the In and Out, which is the one on Sunset. Uh, Boulevard and it's like the busiest one in, of all time it's insane every time I go there and every time I'm in there I'm like this is the most famous one huh this is the thing this is the first one fucking oil fries uh uh-uh, and... cannot it's awful yeah it's just no ma'am uh, so that's fun and then like uh, I'm kind of worried about the weed thing but I'm gonna bring a lot of weed with me I think I've been bringing like cartridges and like a little bit of flour here and there when I travel, and they haven't really been hassling me. And I'm flying to Ohio, uh, and they just decriminalized there, so I don't think, like, it'll be a big deal. I can't, like, re-up in Ohio, but it's going to be it's gonna be tricky. I'm going to have to, like, stock up a little bit before I jet because I'm going to be on the road for 17 days, and I have 16 shows in 17 days. It's, like, turn and burn. Like, some of these shows were, like, Saying thank you, good night, doing the merch line, getting in the car, getting gas, getting cheeseburgers, and then driving all night to the next show. Maybe sleeping in the car, taking turns until we get to the next spot, you know, eight hours to the next city. It's gonna be crazy. So, real quick question, uh, and, and then we'll get into the heavy stuff. <laughs> um, like, tell me when your mother died. <coughs> <laughs> Yeah, that too. Um, so the importance, uh, like for, for comedians right now, how, how important is it to be checking out for, for podcasts? Um, like like having one? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I went to like a, a comedy festival and, and one of the panels was about like things that comedians could be doing right now to increase their visibility. And, it, you know, they were saying like, you know, the fallacy is people think that buying like Facebook ads or sponsored ads for social media posts are going to get them like more viewers or like more likes or whatever. But reality, it's like relatable content. So the best way to go about that that's easiest for all parties is like a podcast and podcast seems to be a, a, a medium that they everyone thought was like a flash that would just kind of disappear right away but it never did so people were like oh no this is a sustainable art medium now it's like it's really taken like a chunk out of uh, like terrestrial radio as far as like advertising and stuff goes and like now people are putting their money into podcasting it so they should get serious about it and they were saying, like, most comics should, you know, look into it. Like, if you don't have a website, it's hard to take you seriously, was the one thing I heard. was So if you want to be a serious comedian, buy yourself a website and maintain it and put your gigs up there and, like, look official. How can you get booked if you don't have a website? And then also um, the second thing was podcast. Yeah, if you want to get noticed or get a fan base or build something quickly, then a podcast is what you should do. Now, Alaskan comedians were a whole different story because there's like a geo web here that kind of keeps us from interacting with the rest of the continental United States. So like our tweets less likely to go viral because A, we're four hours behind everybody and B, we're in this like weird geo web where like we're closer to Russia and parts of Canada and Greenland and stuff like that up in that like northern uh, part when, you know, like if, you, if we were to travel to the lower 48, you start to, you know, your phone knows who you're next to and it picks up like, like a... After this, after we're all together in this room, when I leave and go back to Anchorage, I'm going to see more of your 
posts. Uh, you know, it'll be showing me more stuff like from you because we were just in the same room together. So that being said, when you go to other places, it picks that up. So Alaska being so isolated and away from these places, we don't have that reach. You know, uh, it's harder for people. So like we had a podcast, me and uh, the funniest comedian in Alaska, Matt Collins, and Angie Stubbs, who we talked about earlier. We had a podcast called Thoughts and Prayers. Uh, by the way, you were nominated for an Anchorage Press Podcast of the Year. We are competitors. We were we were nominated for Podcast of the Year. You were. When was that? You did, I tagged you in the post. Oh my goodness! I yeah, that was this year. My, oh you dang! Oh wow, they would love to hear that because they were so insecure about the podcast. They thought Noe liked it. They hated it. But we actually had a lot of fans in Australia. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, I actually learned uh, quite a bit. Am I allowed? I mean, three. And blessed all three of them. Yeah, they hearts. were so nice. Yeah. Um, actually, I got motivated to to start booking shows because of one of the episodes of Thoughts and Prayers. Uh, it was the one where um, Angie was talking about booking artists to come up here mm-hmm. and how most of them just want the experience of, right. of coming up here. A lot. And, and I'm learning that. I'm learning that a lot of artists just want the experience. And so totally. if I can do my best to facilitate that in a manner that everyone works out well fuck i want i want to play a part in that yes um, yes and so yeah and in, in the in the grand scheme of things man with i just i don't want to leave the house um and i know that if i don't leave the house like my brain goes bad fucked up places and i know i'm mm. not the only person mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. so, especially in the winter time yeah so if i can absorb the headache of like putting shit together for someone else so that they can get out of the house mm-hmm. with their family and and uh, not go all Chris Benoit. Um, <laughs> yes, I, thought, I like the way you said that. You said Chris Benoit, but in my brain I heard Chris Benoit, so I pictured like Crispin Glover as Chris Benoit. It was awkward, but I so, <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. Now I'm trying to now, okay, I'm, and now I'm just imagining Marty McFly's dad yes. as um, like in a, in the ring. Uh, in the ring, in, in, in oh, wrestling uh, trunks. Yes. Didn't you see, there was a movie where, I think it was like Charlie's Angels, the remake, where he played like an assassin or whatever, and he had like a sword, and they made him all badass and like mysterious. I was like, mm can't fool me. That, no, that's, mm, that's Crispin Glover. Mm-mm. Yeah, the thin guy they called him. Yeah, oh, oh, see, mm-hmm. He was also the rat lord in a movie, like right before that, right before the Charlie's Angels movie. Oh, of course. Yeah, he was. Rat he was lord. the creepy rat lord. It was like, it was like, like Ninja Turtles. No, no, like he was. He was like a, a weird, like almost oh, a rat genie. I remember that. Yeah, can't remember. He was like the Lord of the Rats. Oh, oh. but it was a sex comedy. <laughs> <laughs> But going back to what you're saying, like, yeah, the festival, too, Alaska Before You Die, the entire mission, it says it right in the name. It is experience this place once before you die. So basically, these people are trusting me. Like, I'm throwing a party. You want to come to the party? Because I'll throw this party, and it'll be fun. But you got to trust me. So they they do. And a lot of people, like, nobody complained last year. And so far, I've had, of the, like, 50 comics that flew here, I've had, like, at least 10 reapply again and they were like we have to come back we want to come back so trying to find a way to balance that while also getting new people up because i want everybody to see you know new places new things but also like you know it's like summer camp i want to see my friends well you also have uh folks that are now becoming fans of these comics becoming fans of the festival like they're seeing names that oh this person's familiar i saw them i had a good time yeah that's good 
then yeah. And some people they should watch out for because if they watch out for them, then when they make it onto that Comedy Central half hour or whatever, they'll be like, oh, okay, that's that. No wonder that girl works on the Daily Show now because I saw her and she was hilarious. Yeah. So that's gonna be Mary Santora. Mary Santora is hilarious from Cleveland, and she's gonna be, poof. Her and this other girl who be I was in a comedy contest in Cleveland, and I went against her and this other girl named Jasmine Carter. And they both stomped my ass. But that was so funny. These girls are like, like shiz. So I, that's why I like leaving Alaska and going to see things. And I'll come back and kind of try to apply what I saw down there up here and see what we can do. And last year it worked out okay. So we'll see. We'll see this year. All right. Um, I am judging by the blunt on the speaker. It is time for a blunt break. Uh, we are going to press the pause button. We are running into the 30-minute mark. By the way, that last 30-minute uh, conversation was brought to you and inspired and motivated by Alien vs. Triangle, currently available yes. at uh, Red Run Cannabis Company. What were your thoughts on the joint? Uh, I liked it. It was, um, it had a good burn. That's one thing I don't like about joints is like they burn funny, and like that one just was smooth, which is no problems. No so, one likes a runner. Yeah, no one like no one likes a that's, runner. That's that's not not true. Uh, there's, a, there's a dude from Jamaica. He's yeah, Usain Bolt loves a runner. He's a, he's a fucking runner. I stand correct. I'm, he, I'm sure he loves doing it. That dude has cashed more checks and better checks from running than anyone I can think of. No, like, I like that. I was, That makes me feel stony. And then also, like, I've been sipping on this hash aid. So I'm uh, trying to, like, uh, keep it, like, um, separate. Like, by the way, that is a flower run. A flower run. This yeah. one's different? Yeah, so um, so some drinkables, and, and in the past, like hash aids that have been some of them trimmed, uh-huh. da, 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 da. Those, are, those are whole flower. Oh, dang. Rather Ooh, than... upgrade. Yeah. That's cool. Um, a lot, actually, a lot of the, the red run oils, the, the cartridges, um, are actually, they are flower uh, from flower run, and a lot, versus a lot of like the distillate cartridges they were right. getting that are coming from, from trim, and it's... Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's you know and I could be wrong on this. This is just, you know, like my kind of weedy bro science. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um cartridges that are like made from trim, even if they're like your ninety percent distillates, right? You it's it's all trim. Like it's all it's all kind of peripheral THC. Right. It's not the the stuff that makes the weed the weed. No, not even if it was like the little sugar buds, but mm-hmm. Yeah, see, and then, like, the hashade is, like, the only thing I really fuck with as far as, like, edibles go because the way our laws are here, like, you know, I can't, I'm not, I'm dead inside. I can't get up on these, not in this economy. Uh-uh. Sorry, you're going to get me marijuana control board. Absolutely not. So I can't buy edibles. Like, I have to go back to the thing where I'll make my own or I have to know someone who makes them and get that mystery edible of, like, oh, I wonder how strong this is. Can't eat five milligrams at a time. So, so these hash aids are perfect because I can down like a whole bottle and then feel super rad. Half a bottle and feel rad. No, not for me. Well, it's it's easily digested. It's rather than like a cookie or something like that. No, your yeah, body has to break down. I had some all summer and I was like, ah, it's a hot day. Have me one of these hash aids. How did you not pass out? How did I not pass out? Just, yeah, moving. Absolutely. What do you mean? I'm dead inside. It uh, takes me. I gotta to get like knocked out by an edible. I'm eating like 500 milligrams at least. It's got to be that Just or... Just a whole pan of brownies. Oh, well, no, not a whole pan. Half. When I make my oil, I guess I make it too strong because I'm bad at math. <laughs> that can benefit... <laughs> that benefits anybody getting those brownies out of you. So, um, 
Have you tried any of the uh, the decarbs? No. So Urban Extracts makes a decarb, like a click thingy. I believe it drops off like a like a ten milligram drop or something or other hmm. uh, per click. Um, there's also a Fijo oil from I believe it's Glacier Extracts, mm. um, so mm. that you can just throw that in your. Uh, you your like foods a weed epipen can... yet, where you can just stab it into your leg. Ah, uh, yeah, just just shoot it up. Yeah, I just, <laughs> just need, shoot yeah. up the weeds. Well, I don't want that. <laughs> if it's an epipen, it's like it's a needle still, kind of yeah, sure, but it looks like it's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> just tell people you're doing hormone replacement therapy, right? And yeah. I'm transitioning. Anybody, I'm transitioning to something that I don't know. I'm transitioning <laughs> into <laughs> Cheech and or Chong. I don't know yet. We'll find out. On this next inciting installment of Woken Baked. Alright, we're gonna take a quick break, Z. I don't know how to pause this. Press the space bar. Space what? bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's like a shitty ice cube impression. He had that yay yeah, yay yeah, like twenty years ago. Was, was that awesome. him? Yeah. Well. Yeah, you can do it, put your back into it. <laughs> No, I can't do it. Not at this point. Like, at this point, it's... Like, I, I could, but it wouldn't be for very long, and it would hurt a lot. And my back? Come on, you know how much I use my back during the day? I have, like, my back is... Can we, can we use that, something else? We put something else into it? Because my back is just... Ugh. It's wrecked. Let's put something else into it. <laughs> so that's why you get Ben Gay from the... The, the one Lord and Master Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. I love Shaquille. Uh, Gold Bond. He, didn't he do Gold Bond? I think he also does Ben Gay. Oh wow, this man is diversifying. Yeah, he also does like um like a little mini tens unit that he's the voice of. Like he's the he's the voice of dudes like that hurt. I mean he's <laughs> he's a three hundred pound seven foot tall man. Oh, like, he's way more than three hundred pounds. At this point, yeah. So for sure. His knees and back, and I mean, he played professional basketball for 19 years, plus all the the years of, of high school and college, and yeah. just years and years of abuse. Um, and and it's not, I mean, it's not abuse. He was. He was a, <laughs> that's definitely not not the word to use. But like, so he's a bazillionaire now because he's like diversifying in all these different businesses. Like I heard that he like bought into like uh, which one was the racist pizza? Was it Papa Murphy's or Papa John's? Papa John's. And he like bought in and is like, nope, taking over. And they're like rebranding now, and he's gonna be like the new face of Papa John's. Cause, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. I'm waiting for him to come out with some kind of like shoe or something, which I'm sure he already has maybe. Well, Shaq has a shoe. Oh, of course so, he does. So Shaq has had many shoes. So Shaq's the, and this is. Of course, I hope he's had many shoes. So let me tell you. Um, so I, I, I can, I've got you in front of me. I can work a bit in front of you uh, that I was working on. <laughs> no, I have, I have a bit about Shaquille O'Neal and and like MAGA hats. Like mm. I, the thing that bothers me about with MAGA hats is that um, like these folks have clearly never seen Shaquille O'Neal. Like Shaquille O'Neal. Um, America's obviously great Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> currently exists, and and uh, you know Shaquille O'Neal started life in uh, in Newark, New Jersey. You can listen to his first album. He's got rap albums. That's multiple. Awful. That sounds awful. Um, That's not okay. Yeah, he's also got video games. Multiple video games. One of them they That's re-released okay. on the uh, on the Nintendo. Well, on Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Shaq I was obsessed with him when I was a kid. 
Yeah. He Most makes inexpensive shoes. They sell them at Walmart. Oh, wow. That's upsetting. And, like, his feet are, like, ginormous. Why is that upsetting? Because it's at Walmart. Yeah, right? he makes affordable sneakers. Well, he should not partner with Walmart. Um, well, they sell the Shaq sneakers. They almost killed Tracy Morgan. That's true. <laughs> that is true. They were they were held responsible, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, for Artie Farquhar. Artie Farquhar. Well, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm an asshole. But yeah, the other guy's death. <laughs> yes. It's a bummer. What a bummer. Um, yeah, so while that is uh, 100% true, they they are responsible for the death of Tracy Morgan's friend and the injuries that Tracy Morgan sustained. Um, and for that one time that I slipped and fell in... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my, neck, my neck and my back. <sighs> Kaya. Kia? Kaya. Is that her name? What? Who? The, the My Neck, My Back chick. Oh, I don't know. I honestly don't remember. My my pussy and my crack. Now I'm I'm so embarrassed. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, well, say Kaya would make sense depending on how it's spelled because Kaya is Jamaican for weed. It was like K H I A, maybe A I. I don't remember. Uh huh. I don't know. Thanks, producer. How does it you know that Tracy Morgan was almost killed by Walmart? Which I'm still trying to figure out what, the, like, did he have a shoe with a lace that was loose? That no, the Tracy was Morgan it? was in a in a limousine with his opening comedians and all of his like entourage coming back from a show, and a Walmart truck driver who was like negligent in some way. I can't remember if he was like sleeping or yeah, he, he was, was drugged asleep. up or there was, I think he blew dirty on like a talk screen too. Like they <clears throat> test his blood and he popped for something. And they ruled that he was responsible for the crash that killed one of the guys in the limousine. And then it put one other guy in, like, a coma, and he was in a coma for a long, long time, but pulled out of it. So it was really a bummer. And well, also, like, Tracy Morgan was in a coma for a while. The they were his employee. Or he was the... Or he was... Um, they were his employer. And they, they... They were responsible for him. They settled out of court, I believe. Yeah, for a lot of money. Oh, for sure. Because Tracy Morgan, you know. He's so funny. So, so funny. And he fought through, like, a brain injury that a lot of people would be like, man, you can't come back from that. And he's still really, really fucking funny. Wow. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, he's super funny. He would be a funny, a good person to try to get up here to do something. Are you kidding? I want to pick, like, unconventional people who you wouldn't like know, I think. Huh? Who? I would like him to be governor. Oh, like him to be governor? If we could, like, legitimately, do you think, is it possible? Could we run a write-in campaign for Tracy Morgan? Right. But you can't. I don't think you can run somebody without their consent, right? And they have to like so register. What? It wouldn't be serious. I'm focusing a lot of my effort into the recall campaign. So, so you brief me on it. Explain the, the recall campaign. The recall campaign is a signature petition to get so many signatures to put the recall effort on the ballot uh, for the next vote, so that we can vote on up or down on whether or not we should hold a referendum to remove Dunleavy from office, because a lot of people think he's unfit. So, I think the recall is worth it, and so far it seems like other people are too, because they gathered almost uh, 50,000 signatures in about two weeks, which is amazing. And it was all with volunteers that spent zero money on advertising, it was all word of mouth, and people showing up to, like, polling stations, and, uh, like, areas, you know, or people with clipboards going out and gathering signatures, it's very cool. So, I went to the state fair... And they were there, and then there was a pro-Dunleavy group. And the pro-Dunleavy group did not look like there were a lot of people hanging out. Um, 
That'll happen. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> why do you feel? Well, first off, let me ask: Do you feel Governor Don Levy should be recalled? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. So, what examples would you cite? Okay. Well, we've hold other we've held other governors accountable for way less, for sure. Like, I thought Governor Walker was kind of a shithead for what he did, and like he tried to take money away from the senior citizens. It's like one of the first things they grab. Then they try to remove like before and after school programming and like school lunches and like all this other shit that is really vital to the community that has actually been proven to like help like it helps grow it helps make healthier people and you know stuff that's been proven to work study after study but they see it as easy money um so i see dunley as the same he does these like big sweeping draconian cuts to try to like fuck the little people which really bothers me especially from someone who's as affluent as him he also does that shitty Alaskan politician thing that I feel a lot of people do, and this might sound like uncouth, but I feel a lot of these white guys marry these native women or like they attach themselves to the native community in weird ways that like, you know, he's like, well, I, you know, the, in my opinion, Dunleavy's like, well, I have my native wife and we're from Norvig. It's like, no, like he was seen on video saying he lived in rural Alaska. Like, dude, you live in Wasilla, I thought. That's not rural Alaska. Like, come back to earth, mama. You're not... Like, and if you live in the governor's mansion or, like, whatever, you're always traveling and you're in the capital. Like, you don't, you're so disconnected from reality. Um, I don't think he understands what's happening. I think he is kind of the face. Like, he's, I see him as, like, a mini Trump. Like, he's pretending this is, like, a, a the Truman Show or, like, a movie. And he's acting. He's like, I am the governor. But he honestly has no idea about what policies he's running or what the effects are or what's going to happen after they're implemented. He has no concept and I think that's how he doesn't see, it doesn't seem to affect him when he, he goes out there. But he doesn't answer questions. He's not being held accountable. I don't like that. I like uh, people who can also balance the budget, too. If we keep this guy in as governor, he's going to run us broke. So we've got to oust him. He's got to go. In my opinion. In your opinion. Um, yeah. Okay, would you cite, is there anything that you could cite that uh, Governor Don Levy has done that? You know, like he's done this thing that I think is good. That he's done anything that's good. Ugh, that's a hard question. I hate it when it's like say something nice about your enemy. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not trying to ask. No, you no, it's totally nice. true. I mean, like, is there, is there anything that you can point to in the last? been governor for what a year and change now yes i can okay yes something so i i see him like he's really goofy looking he's like a tall goofy shaved sasquatch of a man like he's tall i think he's on keto now oh he no no so he had like okay yes i think i would say like he looks like the monster from harry and the hendersons if it shaved and had to get a job (laughs) (laughs) weird obscure reference john lithgow is fun so like, uh, he had skin cancer on his forehead, and he had, like, a melanoma, and he had it removed or whatever. <coughs> I don't know, melanoma's probably the wrong word. But he had, he had some kind of, up on his forehead, so you can see he has, like, a Frankenstein scar now. But he, from, if you take his picture from when he was inaugurated a little over a year ago, uh, and take the picture of him now, he's gaunt, he's tall and skinny, uh, he looks dreadful, ghastly. It looks like this job is eating him alive. You know how like presidents like age over time? This man has been in office like oh not even two full years and already looks like it is killing him. Yeah, but what if it's like um 
uh, like Simon Cowell, and he just like right, he just right, and now he's just through. eating better, and he's, yeah, and yeah. now he's just eating better, and like it's you can possible. see like the the false teeth really kind of protruding from the mouth. Oh yeah, the veneers. Yeah. Uh, the one good thing I will say about Dunleavy is he must have gotten a stylist or something because he's really upped his style game because there was a moment there when he was first running for office, like during his campaign, and also like right around the time he's being inaugurated, where the man could not dress himself. He had like baggy weird like ill-fitting suits that then like we would not match like, suits? yeah and then it would be like they didn't match like his trousers or he'd like, leave it open no tie looking like a slob and then like there was also a moment where like he had sneakers on and like a full suit no tie and sneakers and i was like what is this man doing but it seems like he's kind of gotten it together now i don't know if uh People have, have noticed. I troll him on Twitter quite a bit, but I don't really talk about his fashion. No, what's wrong with sneakers? In a full suit? Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld doesn't. Jerry Seinfeld is a billionaire. So? So, you're right. I don't know. I don't like it when Jerry does it either, but he's got sneaker game because he wears like those. He's a sneakerhead. He's you know got he's, all. You know he's getting money. He's also stepping out of a Porsche or a Ferrari. Right. Like, so it doesn't. That he rented. It doesn't matter. Because the fact of the matter is, is like. He, he has so much money, uh, and I don't care if those are rented. Someone is paying him to drive with another comedian to go get coffee that's in a supercar. Like it's, it's a good concept for a show. It is a, it's, a water, it's basically, it's uh, Be Real Smokebox. Right. What I don't like is like product placement, because it's always like, hey, look at that. And it's like they point at a billboard, and you have to stare at it, and you're like, oh, okay, I got it. Yes, this is... Uh, yeah. You know where they yeah. don't seem to do that nearly as much? Be Real Smokebox. Be Real Smokebox. <laughs> mm, I don't know what that is. Oh, oh man. It's definitely it's a YouTube channel with interviews worth watching. So uh, it's Be Real of Cypress Hill, uh-huh. uh, one of his buddies, and uh, you know some celebrity you know, in an interview in, in a nice car, uh, but it's a Smokebox. It's a Smokebox interview. And sometimes it's, you know, um, Griselda Blanco's kid, uh, which... I don't know who any of these people are. Griselda Blanco <laughs> I'm like, was, who are these people? <laughs> so, Griselda Blanco was the uh, the godmother. Um, she was a... Have you ever seen the documentary Cocaine Cowboys? It's about yes, her. Yes, yes, yeah, I've so seen that so, Griselda Blanco was the, god, uh, was the, the godmother, right? Oh, uh, okay. Um, so, her son did an interview in Be Real Smokebox, um, you know... Uh, Joey Diaz has been in there, of course. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Of but course. they just get—they just hang out in a car and get stoned. That'd be cool. I don't think I could hang for that. I'd be like, uh, I'd have to be yelling at me out of the cipher. I need out. I need help. Yeah, I um, help. seems a little bit heavy, but yeah, yeah I can't it's, handle it. But that's what what Jerry Seinfeld's is, but with coffee. Yeah, but he can get away with the sneakers and the tie and or no tie and like looking like he just stepped off a boat because he probably did. Dunleavy cannot because he obviously did not. So well, he got rid of the boats. Well, and I wonder now what's going to happen with Dunleavy because he was being backed and like mostly paid for, uh, uh, taken care of by the Koch brothers, but is now Koch brother because one is dead. So it makes me wonder. Just Koch. Just Koch. No Koch brothers. Uh, it bothers me because their surname Koch is this, is uh, the roots of my surname, like the root. I don't know how to phrase it. Coke is, my maiden name is Kokendorfer, same, so it's like same, and I wonder if our families are once related, and so I'm like, oh, am I related to these assholes? Probably. 
Oh. Yeah. But I got married, and I was like, oh, Smiley, much easier to order a pizza. So I stuck with that one. <laughs> no, you go out to dinner, and they're together. like, last name, please? And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> Can you write it phonetically? <laughs> e. So... So, uh, how much influence do you think uh, groups like the, like the Koch brothers have had? Um, and like we can point a to butler. we can point to his tour of the state, uh, his uh, uh, <laughs> his community. Like he he did the tour uh, that the question answer forum that was paid for by he doesn't really the Koch brothers. yeah they're awful and like he doesn't really do town halls and he does he doesn't really do like uh, media he just kind of puts out like Facebook videos like I said is. His media strategy mirrors a lot of like what Trump does. He doesn't put out like um, official documents. He kind of has these like joke people run these positions, and then when they don't agree to do what he wants, they're kicked out or they leave or they're forced out. So um, it's going to be interesting to see who's left of the Dunleavy administration by the time he's up for re-election, if he makes it that far. So, I don't know, I'm excited to see. But I think the Koch brothers have a lot of influence because of their money. They can buy ads. I think everybody knows that Facebook's really susceptible now, um, and what you see is not necessarily the truth. And uh, they just had Mark Zuckerberg uh, answering some questions, uh, and he was saying, like, you know, they were asking him, like, hey, now that we know that people are going to run these ads, sponsored ads, are going to pay Facebook to run these sponsored ads that with content we know is, like, categorically false, a lot of it, like Russian propaganda or, you know, American propaganda, otherwise, like one side against the other, like shit that is just like fake news, period. Um, something that we can prove to be false. And Facebook said, there's nothing we can really do about that because our customers have to be able to decide for themselves what's real and what's not. So it's crazy because like they're running their own industry kind of like unchecked and somebody somebody like we talked about like uh, Elizabeth Warren a little bit uh, earlier in the day I and mean, she's like she wants to come in and like kind of um, wrangle these guys in and maybe put some more protections and maybe like a commission to like watch these social media companies and see what they're doing instead Facebook's like nah man we gotta have all the fake news because we need all the money we can and you have to decide even though we've already proven and like, you know, 16 different intelligence agencies proved that like Facebook was used through these like fake advertisements to like sway the 2016 election and like maybe get you to like not vote for a candidate or to vote for a certain candidate or to not vote at all or to join a Facebook group like uh, Blue Lives Matter or some other weird shit that they've done, you know, or like maybe they just wanted to argue with you. So they like trolled you on your page a little bit or like maybe they're stalking your uh, local like Alaska Daily News uh, Facebook comic section and they're like why does this person keep misspelling this and saying thank you Dunleavy all the time with like a capital D and two American flags like it seems weird and I look out for things like that uh, more than I look out for like campaign and like money although Dunleavy's ads uh, when he was campaigning were really uh, effective because he used memes and stuff so I think memes are really the new warfare and if you can meme your opponent to death and this, you can get millennials on your side and you just get people to be like, follow the memes. That's where it's at. Fuck the Koch brothers. It's all about the memes. <laughs> it's it's this short attention span theater Absolutely. that's leading the way. No, and like there's a, I, I follow like a Facebook or Instagram. It's like Alaska political memes and it's the best because it makes me like, I feel sane. I'm like, oh yes, these people get it. So with uh, streaming services, the artist gets paid with... Oh, pennies. With well, you know, pennies on the penny on the on the dot, yes, dot, 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 dot. Uh, yeah. um, But they get paid 
after 22 seconds, right? As long as the song mm. gets to 20, they get that mm. pay. So if that's why you notice a lot of these these songs, a lot of these songs that are that are hitting, that are really quick hits, they're, some of them are down to less than two minutes. Um, mm. Old Town Road, the original, I believe, is under two minutes long. Mm. The artist still gets paid. Regardless, whether it's a whether it's Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. um, some you know thirty minute orchestral masterpiece, or it's uh, you know it's uh, it's a minute and a half of finger bang bang. No way! And then people listen to that for thirty seconds, and you make money. Yeah. What am I doing in this business? What What are any of us doing? I haven't. We've done everything wrong. I get like very little uh, kickback from digital sales. I find I make all my money by putting my CD in somebody's hand physically. Although CDs are becoming more archaic, so I also have like jump drives that have the digital copy. But uh, people still buy albums. If I had vinyl, I'd probably buy that. But I mean, ugh, who wants? What to about Bandcamp? Bandcamp, I honestly haven't looked into that much. Like when I did my album, I did a distribution package, so I don't have full, 100% control over what platforms I put it out on. And honestly, like I am, I don't chase it too hard, cause like I put the album out just to do it. It was just an experiment on how to do a DIY album from top to bottom by myself. So do you think? And you I did could, it. Do you think you could do it again? If if you could do it again, would you do it better? Yeah, for sure. I would. Uh, I would do it like like I like the idea of doing a live comedy album, um, but like I really like Stephen Lynch albums, and he does a bunch of like now now recently he's done some like studio albums, where it's like the same kind of song, but he does it in like a, a fluid studio way where there's no audience. And then also, like, he does, like, a, a live version of it where he does it in front where you can hear the laughs and, like, you get that punchline and you can hear the differences. And then I really love Rodney Carrington, who is a fucking fantastic musical comic, and he does a lot of, like, uh, like comedy up front. He'll do, like, 20 minutes of straight stand-up and then go get a guitar and then play songs. So I'm like, oh, that's also something I would do. And I also have a lot of musician friends from all across the state that I would invite to play with me, so I want to build songs. I want to build, like, a real... Like, I want, I want bass and drums and cello and fucking weird stuff. I have weird friends who can do good stuff, so I want to include them, too. So, yeah, I want to do a second album. I have songs that aren't on my first album that I want to put out. So, like a song about farting in your loved one's face, that's not on any album. But it's just, it needs to be. It's a great be. song. Absolutely. It's a good love song. It, I mean, it really speaks to intimacy. I, I sang yeah. it uh, to my roommate the other night. That's weird. Why would yeah. you do that? Well, because I was telling them how funny you were. We were watching Wanda Sykes. Aw, she's also very funny. Yeah. Her new special is really great because she just yells at Trump. I think that's what we were watching. It was really funny. It was good. And I don't normally like her, but I was like, oh. I saw her once when she came here, and it was crazy. Very dramatic. Fun, but very dramatic. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. But it was was good. There was a comic who was supposed to open for her. But when he got there, he was like, oh, I'm just one of, like, three other black guys and felt, like, jilted. And they were all wearing suits. So it was just, like, three black guys in a row wearing suits and then her. And then they he said something on social media about it. And, like, immediately they were like, nope, you're fine. You're off the show. And then there was a big drama because as soon as they kicked him off the show, people who were friends with him in the audience were like, where is this guy? Uh, I came here to see it. So one man walked all the way from the back of the room to the front screaming while Wanda Sykes was on stage. I came here to see 
and he like yelled the guy's name uh, and like slapped his ticket down on the front of the stage at Wanda's feet and was like, I came here to see this guy, and if he's not here, I'm leaving. And she had to like deal with that. And everybody was like, what is going on? Except for like me and like three other comics who snuck into the show who were sitting in the back being like, yes, this is, ooh, delicious. Because <laughs> we wanted to see like if a guy would do good or if he'd bomb or what would happen. We didn't want to pay for the show. I'm bad about that. I don't pay to see headliners. I was trying to sneak in. <laughs> you just want to bring them up on your own dime. Then you're like, that's nice. I see them yeah, I pay them on my. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, for sure. And like, oh, that's a lie because I paid to go see Doug Stanhope because he was like his like uh, last go round before he was retiring in air quotes because he was supposedly retiring and then he never did. So. How good, uh, on a professional level, how good is someone like Doug Stanhope? Legendary. Like, Mount, Ru- Mount Rushmore of comics. I mean, you have to add maybe a couple more faces to Mount Rushmore, but he'd be up there. If the, couple, uh, dogs more. dogs playing poker, that painting of comedians, and he'd, oh, be, on, that, he'd be in that, there. Okay, that's a little more realistic. Well, yes, I'm trying to figure out, because there's only four faces on Rushmore, right? So. Yeah. Um, now, would you recommend a particular album, uh, or just start on the YouTube rabbit hole? I like. Well, it depends on like what kind of stuff you're looking for. If you like people like Bill Hicks, and you're like really into like irreverent, like really thoughtful comedy, then I would probably go back to like. Um, oh dear, I don't know what the first one is. What no, there's one he did called Burning Bridges that is like in Oslo, and then there's. One I can't remember. And then the newest one is No Place Like Home. Uh, and it's one that he did in Bisbee where he lives now. They filmed it down there. And it's super, super funny. And his newest special that he just filmed in Vegas is about to come out. And that's the show that I went and saw when I saw him in Los Angeles at the Comedy Store. Uh, on the like That joke where I talk about when I uh, did a dumb thing on my birthday. That was the day. Went to Doug Stanhope and then uh, did dumb things. Don't be dumb. On your birthday. I don't know why I even brought that up. It just like triggered my memory. I was like, ugh. And we had to sit in the front row. Have you ever gone to a comedy show? We're like, oh, this is the best comic. I revere them. I know them. And like, if they lock eyes with me, they'll recognize me, which is weird, right? Because I'm like Doug Stanhope adjacent enough. Uh, I've met him a, a few times. And the comedy store door guy sat us right in the front row. What a nightmare. I don't want to sit up here. And then I'm listening to a Doug Stanhope podcast like you know a month or two later, and he's talking about how how awful it is when people sit in the front row that he knows. He's like, and I know them too, and I got to stare at their whole dumb face the whole time. And I was like, he's totally talking about me and my dumb face. Just staring at him like, yeah, jokes are so funny. Doug Stanhope as a he's really dark, he's crazy, but he has funny like amazing, breathtaking like thoughtful punchlines. But he has one joke on his new special that's all about those kids that got trapped in that uh, the the cave and Elon Musk was like trying to get him out with the submarine and stuff and like Doug Stanhope's got like a brilliant take about the kids in the cave it's fantastic I'm very excited to hear it yeah it's good I'm excited to see the special too how it turned out because they've been filming stuff um, on their own now for like the last couple specials and then they self-produce everything they rule DIY punk rock like he does not have like a big Hollywood team of people you know you know, he gets it done and he does it like this like cool like all his own way and he's been doing it that way since before MySpace was even like a thing so he's really utilized social media and like uh, mail mailing lists and merchandise in a way that's like really admirable and he's paved the way for a lot of uh, comics who would normally be living out of their cars trying not to kill themselves you know 
he's a bastion of hope that Doug Stanhope. He's monetized pain. A little bit too, and he says like he you know he collects fucked up people, and I'm like, ooh yeah, get it, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So yeah, me. All right, so um, before we wrap up, because it's it's getting late, it's mm-hmm. like late late. Um, what time is it now? One uh, thirty-one. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, top five comedians, dead or alive. Ugh, I always hate this question because I feel like I fuck it up every time. Like well, I'll leave, changing. I'll leave the question and I'll be like, "Oh, I did not mention the right ones." Um, Phyllis Diller would be on that list for sure. She's snappy, one-liners, man. She's so good, and she's like dressed in like full weird drag, especially towards the end. She would wear all, like crazy wigs and shit. Um, she didn't start doing comedy until she was, like, in her late 40s. Um, same with Roddy Dangerfield. He was, like, a used car salesman and then started telling jokes again and then became, like, a fucking superstar. So that's nice. Whenever I feel like a shithead, I'm like, oh, my life's not going anywhere after trying to remind myself. Maybe I won't peak until I'm, like, 40. Also, um, I, I hate to interject, but it's what I do. Uh, KRS-One, uh, the great KRS-One, right. talking about uh, another rep by the name of Freddie Fox, who said, so some folks just peak later. Like, that's just, they become great and they become who they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. Mm. And, and yeah, mm. Rodney Dangerfield is certainly an example of, of that. Yeah. And um, then other top five, like, I think, like, my top five, my favorite five are different than, like, the Comedy Mount Rushmore. I'd say, like, Comedy Mount Rushmore is, like, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Lenny Bruce, because, you know, he, like, laid the groundwork. He went to court, so all of us can say, you know, whatever we want, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Like, without Lenny, there would be no George Carlin. And then, like, for me, like, Dave Chappelle would be on Comedy Mount Rushmore. But it's probably some other person, some asshole put up there, like, like Woody Allen or some dumb shit or Larry David or I don't know. Uh, most like rich guys. Some rich guy. My top fives would be like Phyllis Diller and Roddy Dangerfield like tied and then or Dave Chappelle. Um, uh, uh, oh, I'm so torn. Um, Stephen Lynch. I really like Stephen Lynch. I think he's his work is fucking awesome although there's some people in the business who like don't particularly like him as much. Uh, there's like stories I've heard because uh, he used to tour Mitch Hedberg and there's like some some like dislike that happened or whatever but and also people have like this jilt against like uh, musical comics I think it's like a grift and it's just too easy and it's not real work but like his songs are fucking masterful super good especially like when you're cleaning your house on Sunday it's pretty fun uh, I don't know who else was that three uh, that was four that was four um, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, uh, I really like a lot of podcasts right now, but I'm like listening to a lot of different ones. So it's like the Mean Boys podcast is really great. Uh, Suicide Buddies is also really great. That's like a suicide centric one with Dave Ross and Hampton Yen, both like really funny California comics. And then, uh, uh, what else? The Daily Zeitgeist is another podcast that rules. It's like a daily one with some comics from uh, LA bunch of different guests on and they just kind of go through the news but it's like so 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 funny a lot of uh good takes and so like lots of podcasts good podcasting would be like my other thing like there's a lot of like good comics who haven't popped yet but they got good podcast content that i consume regularly 
Cass, thank you very much for your time. Eric, thanks for, for doing the production today. Yeah. I did nothing. Uh, you had to tell me to push the space bar to stop everything, and I had but to ask what the space bar was. But you pressed it. Thank you. You we, pointed, but uh, I eventually got there. Yeah, you did the work, sir. What is you can teach a man to fish, and I taught you to fish. Thanks. Yeah. It's the fish. All right, now go ahead and catch that fish for us. All right. That's it. <laughs> Bye-bye. As per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning, A, marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B, marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C, there are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D, for use by adults 21 and older, keep out of reach of children, and E, marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, license 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, license 4A10052. And Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, license 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska, 99611.